2: Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the award winning program Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni, and this morning I'm joined by someone who has dedicated her entire career to helping those with developmental disabilities and their families. She is Joanne Simons, and she's the CEO of the Northeast Arc. She's also a mother, an advocate, an author, and a sought after speaker. This is also not the first time Joanne has visited us on Exceptional Women. We spoke with her in early 2016, and it's very rare to have a guest back on the show, but Joanne has accomplished so much at the Northeast Arc in these past few years, including a huge new undertaking that's just launched. So, of course, we wanted to have her back on to speak with her again. Welcome, Joanne. Good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Oh, it's our pleasure. And for those that may have not heard, the last time you were on the show, and for those who aren't familiar, let's start by telling people about the Northeast Arc and the programs and services that you offer.
0: Well, I like to uh, say that we do everything. We're sort of like Amazon. You know, you go to the (laughs) drop-down menu, you find what you need, and it's there. But um, people want a little bit more specificity. So I'll tell you, we're the largest arc um, in New England and the second largest arc out of 700 in the country Wow. And we serve more than 15,000 people in 190 Massachusetts cities and towns each year. And our services start at birth, and actually sometimes they start prenatally when someone might have a diagnosis um, and is looking to get involved in early intervention as soon as possible. And then we support people throughout their lives with a wide spectrum of services like autism services, nursing services, day services, deaf services, employment services, family support, child care, preschool, um, personal care attendant, recreation, shared living, Special Olympics, you name it. Um, if you have a family member with an intellectual disability, a developmental disability, or autism, or even have an aging family member or a person with a physical disability who needs personal assistance, we're here for you.
2: Now, for you, this it's way more than a job or a career. It's personal. Can you talk about your son, Jonathan, and how he drew you into this work?
0: Well, Jonathan, over 41 years ago, so don't judge me by my age, and I'm so glad it's radio. (laughs) Um, Jonathan, my first child, was born with Down syndrome and four heart defects shortly after I received a master's degree in social work. And as I tried to figure out a life for him and for me in those first days and weeks after his birth, I realized that um, there was nothing in the world I wanted to change about him, but I needed to change the world for him. And in order to do that, to create an inclusive, welcoming world for him, I knew that I needed to do that for everybody with disabilities, because we rise together, and it wouldn't be enough or meaningful if Jonathan had a full and inclusive life if there were thousands and millions of other people left behind. And it's been an amazing, fulfilling journey.
2: When you last spoke with my colleague, Sue Tabb, on the program, you had been heading the Northeast Arc for just a short time, but you're certainly no stranger to the organization. Can you talk about your career path that started at the Arc and what led you back there?
0: Well, in the early 80s, I was drawn to the Arc to become their first director of advocacy, and it was a position where I could put all my energy, anger, uh, commitment to help other people, and that position grew into becoming the Director of Family Support Services, where we established the first family support program in the country. And at that time, families were not considered as partners, equal partners as they are today. They were sort of thought about as we need to deal with parents rather than work with parents and families. And I'm very proud of the work that we were able to create in the 80s. I was there for eight years before I was drawn back into several positions in state government, and ultimately two other CEO positions, which led me to this opportunity. And what drew me here so much was this organization has always been grounded in innovation and um, positive disruption, and I wanted to continue it, and I didn't want anybody else to have the job. I'm a very competitive person, and this organization um, had great reputation in the community, um, and I just knew that it was right for doing more.
2: What misconceptions do you think most people have when it comes to individuals with developmental disabilities? Because I know, and and, and you know this as well, I have three children. I have two boys, both diagnosed uh, with autism. And before I had them and before I uncovered what they were going to be dealing with, I had no idea what to expect. And I, I had my own stereotypes in my head. But what what do you think the biggest misconceptions are when it comes to people with developmental disabilities? And have we seen a change, you know, over the last few years?
0: Well, we have seen enormous changes. We've seen them on all fronts, you know, political, employment, residential, housing, medical, so Mm -hmm. many wonderful advances. I'm not even sure that I was prepared 41 years ago for just how many changes, positive changes there would be. And let me just give you an example. On Sunday, a young man in his early 20s with Down syndrome, finished an Ironman triathlon. Wow. If you had told me when my, I was holding my infant son 41 years ago that somebody like him would have finished an Ironman triathlon, I, I even think I wasn't going to be prepared for that. And what we have seen in the autism space is the recognition that the unique skills that some people with autism have are highly desirable and very important in technology and in mm-hmm. other areas. But as all the advances that we've made and all the wonderful stories we can talk about, whether or not it's a person, you know, with autism, you know, graduating from college or getting a PhD or person with Down syndrome getting married and you know having a wonderful job and career and home, I don't want to leave behind those families who have children who have greater struggles and greater challenges. Because for them there are enormous changes that have occurred that are just as positive. For example, what we have in technology, which allows to be able to give voice to the voiceless. We're able to provide um, high-tech devices, which makes their lives even more independent. And let's not overlook the small achievements of being able to, you know, feed oneself or be toilet-trained or, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to be a happy and... um, part of a family life. So we're seeing changes everywhere and all across all spectrums.
2: Joanne, since you came back to the Northeast Ark at the end of 2015 as its president and CEO, the organization has taken on extraordinary initiatives. And I just want to highlight a few of the successes you've had before we get into your newest endeavor that is absolutely amazing. I want to start with Breaking Grounds. It's the coffee shop that Northeast Arc opened in 2016 right in Peabody. And it, you know, it serves great coffee, but it's so much more than that. Can you talk about that? It is. It's a training
0: a place for individuals with disabilities to be trained in food service or customer service in a real environment. And the program is called Project Perk, and individuals spend anywhere from several weeks or several months being trained, and we're very proud of the fact that 30 people have gone through this training program and have been placed in jobs like at Panera Bread or Mm-hmm. Um, a flatbread pizza in all sorts of different locations, and that's what makes it special. But what makes it even more unique is that it's on Main Street Peabody, and when we opened up the coffee shop, at the request of the City of Peabody, there were many, many vacant storefronts, and we began the revitalization of downtown Peabody. And now when you drive down Main Street, I don't even know if there's an empty f- storefront anymore. And Mayor Betancourt has said several times, "Who would have thought the Northeast Arc would have saved downtown Peabody?" Wow! And that's the legacy of, um, that I'm most proud of um, for breaking ground. So the next, so come thing, on out! Uh, yeah, no, absolutely,
2: please. I mean, my goodness! And we'll put a link to the Northeast Arc on our site as well, so people can get more information of of everything that's going on and everything that you guys are doing. And I want to go into the next initiative um, that was basically to reimagine an annual fundraiser that I was involved in. I'm so proud to say an evening of changing lives. What a great event. Can you talk about it a little bit? You know,
0: everybody go, You know, get, gets invited to these galas, but what makes our gala so special is, as you said, you were involved because you were a model with your son. And that's what we do. We feature the mission. We pair celebrities, and we consider you one of our oh, local celebrities. Oh wow! I'll take that. <laughs> we pair them with individuals with disabilities, and so they and they demonstrate the services we provide across the age spectrum. And we've had you know great celebrities like Roger and Lynn Berkowitz, and we've had Shirley LeWong from the Boston Globe, and I could go on and on with the business leaders that we've had, but the stars of the show are. Um, the Models, like your son and Shirley's son and other people
2: and it's such a great event, and you you do such a great job and I, I want to move on to the ARCTank tank because that launched in 2017 and it's so fascinating to me that you took a donation you received and instead of using it internally, you and the donor created a way to distribute it to others we are making a difference in the way services are delivered to people with disabilities. Talk about that. Talk about the ARC tank, if you could.
0: The ARC tank is like the shark tank. We have we got a million dollars from Marblehead um, businessman and philanthropist uh, Stephen Rosenthal, who challenged us to do something big and bold, and we came up with the idea to be able to give away the money. So we've had three ARC tanks um, this year. Um, as we all know, we um, are not having it because it really can't be a virtual event. Um, so look for us uh, in 2021. And we receive each year over 100 proposals from around the world, and we pick the seven best to go before an expert panel of judges. And in a live, very exciting, packed afternoon at the JFK Library, we award between 200000 and $250,000 a year to positively disruptive ideas and disability that will improve the lives of everybody. This is... Again, what the Northeast Arc is about is forging Mm -hmm. partnerships, pushing the envelope, making sure that our services are the most creative, the most innovative, and we're doing them, bringing them um, to the public as quickly as possible.
2: For those of you just joining us, good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni, and today we're talking with Joanne Simons, the CEO of the Northeast Arc, about the organization's commitment to helping children and adults with disabilities become full participants in the community. Let's get back to our conversation. You know, we've been talking about some of the amazing milestones of the Northeast Ark and that you've achieved in the last five years under your leadership, but the scale, the scope, and potential impact of your latest initiative is the biggest undertaking yet, I think. Tell me about the Center for, for Linking Lives.
0: Thank you, because this is the most exciting thing I think that um, we have seen um, anywhere. The Center for Linking Lives is designed to serve individuals throughout the region in a community-facing location. So we have opened up 26,000 square feet of space at the Liberty Tree Mall. Um, we're providing all sorts of services here for, from children who are diagnosed with autism or other disabilities, early intervention, residential. We're not providing the residential services here, right? but the offices are here. But for our employment support, our Special Olympics programs, our recreation Everything is, all our staff now are under one roof, as well as having four programs for adults here. For the first time, people are collaborating together in a space that reminds you of, um, you know, a a combination of hoteling space and we space and all the most innovative ways that people can collaborate and share ideas and not be siloed in different locations or in different spaces. Um, One of the Uh, there were several reasons why we came here. One, we wanted not only for people with disabilities to come every day to their programs in a community-facing event space, but we were also saying, you know what, the time for industrial parks is over. The time for people with disabilities to be in isolated locations is done. I remember when my son was in preschool and he was in a basement classroom. Well, we're done with those kinds of locations. We are going to be where people are, connected places where people can have jobs, on public transportation, and we're also, which is very important, and back to my little uh, conversation we had about breaking grounds, we're here to help the community. The Liberty Tree Mall, um, like many malls in this country, are going through an identity crisis. You know, we've seen the retail, many retail leave, but these malls are important to a sense of community. They're places where people gather. And rather than see them all turn into Amazon distribution centers, Mm -hmm. we came up with this idea that we are going to be here. Now, in keeping with the spirit of the mall, we also have a a 1,000-square-foot store called Parcels. And this, this store is maybe the only one in the country, perhaps in the world, that features only products made by people with disabilities or manufactured by businesses owned by people with disabilities. Wow! And it is a spectacular store. It was we our good friends at Home Goods came and merchandised it for us, and they provided us with fixtures. And when you walk in to this store, it looks like a high end boutique that you would see on Newberry Street. It is, and the products are. Amazing, And we are supporting 40 different organizations and individuals with disabilities to be able to showcase their work. So it's just a win-win-win all around. So I hope that people will, you know, think of us for their holiday shopping. We're not quite yet up online because we want to make sure that we have enough merchandise before we do that. But the other part of the mall, which is our mall location, is we have located a technology lending library, where people can come test out high-tech and low-tech devices to be able to live more independently. It could be um, a uh, you know Google-assisted home and mm-hmm. Alexa-assisted home. We have a care coach where people can actually, u- using an avatar, 24 hours a day, be able to get the assistance they need. And the individual um, is not aware that it's Maybe a different person behind the scenes, like behind the curtain, right. because the avatar and the voice is the same. But I could go on and on about this assistive technology, but the beauty of it is you can come try it, you can take it home, borrow it, see if it actually works for you, and if it does, we'll help locate the funding for you, and then help you put it up, um, get it working in your home. Um, it, wow. <laughs> It's an amazing. And it's amazing. Final wonder, and the final wonder, wonderful thing is while we're trying to raise three million dollars to pay for the build out, which is already completed, and we're halfway to our goal, we could have used that money to build a separate building that's separate from everything else. Mm-hmm. But instead we feel very responsible to the environment and so we're actually reducing our carbon footprint. We have we're selling or ending our lease in four properties consolidating them here and uh, making a positive contribution to our environment as well. So it checks every box and this parking mm-hmm. and it's on public transportation.
2: No, I mean the, the there's endless pros to this. I mean this is unbelievable. I mean the malls that's such a great point. Two parts that I caught from from you talking about this number one is that I remember my kids being in a basement all the time and it, and that idea that they were not really being hidden, you know, in their first classrooms and things like that, but that it was just out of sight and so separate from the community. And and also take that with the fact that malls are suffering right now amid the pandemic and what we're going through. What an unbelievable way to put two things together and be so creative in, in, in a way that can only help everybody involved. And I think I mean, bravo, that's it's just such a genius move and and i'm I'm sure the response has been positive, but have employees and the people you serve and their families I'm sure they've been thrilled with this
0: yes, people are you know they you just come in here and you're happy um We have a test kitchen in here where we're next week we're welcoming our first you know, fam- uh first uh local celebrity chef to be able to not only provide a cooking class for the folks that are here but we have technology everywhere so we can be zooming to people who can't make it um wow there is um endless you know as you said you know sort of endless possibilities about just using the the, the resources here at the mall and we are we're bringing 150 to 200 people a day to the mall and they're using they're shopping at the stores right. and they're using the restaurants yep. and they're make, filling the mall with the vibrancy and life that um while on this 70 degree degree day we may not <laughs> miss but you know most days in new england are, um you know gray slippery Right. You know, rainy, icy, snowy, too hot. Um, and we have a beautiful re, um, environment here that we're reusing um, and repurposing.
2: So two things I want to ask. So when, what is your hope for official opening day where people can go in and shop and or participate in the Center for Linking Lives? What are, Do you have a date or a time, time open. in mind? You're open we are now. open. You're open
0: now. We're open now. We've been open for three weeks with sort of a soft opening. You know, we haven't had any bagpipes and marching bands here. (laughs) Um, And we're socially distancing, you know, um, obviously, but the store is open and, you know, we're getting a good steady uh, foot traffic. And uh, and I'm sure from this uh, radio interview, we're going to have hordes of people that are going to be coming down um, to shop for uh, Thanksgiving hostess gifts or beginning to think ahead to the holidays. Um, We already have um, Christmas cards and holiday cards and we have one-of-a-kind items that uh, I think are just going to really uh, impress you and know that you're doing good at the same time. Oh, absolutely. And it's fun, and we have an art ga- you know, We have, we have huge, wonderful art, um, and all our art is made by people with disabilities. So this is just a, a mission, an o- mission-based organization, and our mission just oozes out of every corner.
2: And I said it before, but I'll say it again. We will link people over to your site so they can find exactly where to go. And also for donations, just flat-out donations, or how can people in general just help and support your cause in general? Do you accept donations? Where can people go? What's the best way for them if they just want to help out in general to your mission and your organization at the Northeast Arc?
0: Well, every organization always, of course, welcomes and accepts uh, financial donations, and you can do that right on our website. But we're also looking we are looking for volunteers. If anybody wants to have some retail experience or they don't, and we'll train them, they can work in our store. Uh, they can uh, do, you know, projects in our, one of our 35 residential homes, um, outdoors, of course, during this pandemic. Um, but we're always, there's always opportunities. We've been um, so grateful to the community members who have uh, reached out during this uh, pandemic from making masks for us early on when they weren't available, you know, to, do, you know, to um, companies donating, you know, baked goods and, and soups and things. So uh, we can put you together with anything that you might want to do. And especially if there are some young people listening to this, we offer employment opportunities beginning at age 18. And believe it or not, right now, We have a number of openings for people that don't need to have specific training working in our residential programs. Um, And for high school or college students who are, you know, zoomed out and they want to have some personal connection and interaction, uh, we will uh, provide that uh, employment opportunity for you and make sure that you have safe PPEs if um, that's a concern for you. Uh, Safety is our number one priority, and uh, we have... Although we spend $45,000 a month on PPEs, we have enough of them. But would love to hear from those young people out there or older people and more mature people. Uh, we have jobs and we're hiring.
2: Wow. I, you know, I, I love listening to you because I know being the mother of a person with a developmental disability, I know it changed the course of my life and my career. Do you consider yourself fortunate for the experience?
0: I can't imagine what my life would have been like without Jonathan. I knew that I wanted a career um, in service, although I would have liked what you do, too,
2: though. That, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it, is, it is a fun job, yes, but you're <laughs> um, doing amazing work. I mean, um,
0: I, you know, Jonathan if, if, enriches my life every day with the kinds of things that he he texts and his awareness of politics and what's going on in the world. And he makes a valuable contribution. Not only is he a, a wonderful employee, uh, employee of Roach Brothers Supermarket, um, he lives by himself and he has friends and he's a, an adoring uncle. I mean, he, I, I can't imagine, first of all, I can't imagine what I would have been doing with my life that could have been as meaningful, or as rewarding, or being able to look back and say, wow, we changed the world. We, we yeah. did it. People with disabilities are not stared at. They're not hidden. They're not unconsidered, but they're a vital, important part of our community. And uh, to know that I was a small part of that is uh, a wonderful place to be. And as Jonathan has said to me, um, I made you a mother because he's my firstborn. He said, but I also gave you your career. That's
2: right. And wow, that's pretty powerful. It is pretty powerful. Joanne, thank you, honestly, because I know I've had to go to the Northeast Dark many times in the last seven years for a lot of help, a lot of encouragement. And, you know, you have you guys have bailed me out of emotional, mental, physical, stressful situations many times with for my for my kids so I thank you for the hard work that you continue to do and it's it's always an honor to have you on the show and and people like you are honestly like angels walking on the earth I always I always think because without you doing it we would be we'd be in big trouble so thank you for what you do it means a lot
0: thank you Kendra and um, we're going to always be here for you
2: Thank you to Joanne Simons, CEO of the Northeast Arc. Your work and the work of this critical organization is indeed changing lives. It's been my pleasure to have you on as the guest today. I'm Kendra Petroni, and I want to thank all of you at home for listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We talk to all kinds of women, CEOs and authors and celebrities, but we also love to find the people who are just quietly making a difference teens, neighbors, coworkers, being exceptional is about having an inspirational story or a mission or even just a dream. So let us know if you know someone like that. Email us, go to magic1067.com and click on exceptional women and then join Sue Tab and I every Sunday morning at 7:30. Thanks for listening and enjoy your Sunday.